You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. They always do the Chris Hate show. <laughs> what the fuck does Chris hate? It's a lot of goddamn stuff. <laughs> Something good for ya. Alright everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast where usually the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. But this week, I'm only one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff from The Normal Show. This week, we've got two awesome guests with us, and who knows where the hell this is going to go. Everywhere. <laughs> the couch potato himself. Give it up for Chris Morrison. Hey, everybody. Everyone should know him by now from the Patreon Ooh. doing that fun-ass show. It's a dollar. It's a fucking dollar. <laughs> Buy the damn dollar and listen to the stupid shit I have to say. Yes. <laughs> and returning guest, the rock father himself brad smith hey 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 how's it going it's going damn good it's been a minute since you've been on episode we brought the gear up maybe like twice with the promises of doing it and we just never got around to it i, I was here for did, one of them we did one yeah yeah um i was here was, for that one i can't remember what show that was after mm-hmm. but now we, uh, hell everything's a three band in together yeah everything's a blur nowadays we're speaking of by the way holy shit good audio quality again this isn't a damn zoom call <laughs> <laughs> for the last like month and a half that's all we've had have been zoom calls hey, unless, you, unless you're not a teacher and half of them not show up oh god <laughs> Well, Brad, you said y'all are in like the school system. Have you all heard from like any of the folks that talking about that being like a huge pain in the ass getting the kids to even line up and do this shit? Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be quite a mess getting everything back to normal. Oh yeah, I think kids are just gonna be spoiled from this shit, being like, "Fuck this! I won't fucking go back to school." I think mine are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care as long if it works. It works, you know. It took about a week. Shit, man! If we had that when we were in at that age, oh I'm my sure, god, I sure as hell wouldn't be wanting to go back to fucking school. I would know. I would know more about computer technologies. Like I wouldn't have to get a degree in it. Yeah, no shit. I'd be having like one game set up over here. Mm. Teacher teaching me this over here. Whatever the fuck hanging over here. <laughs> Watching well, I mean, the Simpsons reruns while I'm playing Zelda, listening to the teacher teach me math. Well, I mean, shit. I mean, that's kind of what happened with me because midway through sixth grade, mom pulled my ass out of public school and yeah. I started being homeschooled. And she was like, all right, you as soon as you get done with your schoolwork, I don't care if it takes you one hour or six hours, as soon as you get it done, you're free to do whatever. Yeah. And then she fostered. It's like she actually didn't rebel against video games. She didn't yeah. want me playing mindless, senseless, violence video games. <clears throat> but if it was something like, you know, a platformers or a puzzle game or something like that, she was now, did totally. Y'all, did y'all at the end of the year have to go like to a third party location to take tests and stuff? Uh, for the homeschoolers? Yeah. Uh, for graduation, we did. Okay. And uh, graduate. But, but y'all could take like your end of grade testing at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just Why mail it in. Change that now. Oh, I'm sure. They go, uh, uh, actually, this was an online class. Yeah, I okay. did an online test. Back yeah, then. Uh, I got friends. Uh, their kids are in, doing that, and they have to go to like Charlotte where they do MIPS and stuff, mm-hmm. or like uh, Metrolina Expo and take their test and leave. Damn, it's it's insane. That is- <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, I remember doing mine on internet, and then for graduation, I had to be in the classroom. Yeah, and if they had to take like a physical education class, it was usually like a rec league summer thing. Shit, physical yeah. physical education. I didn't do that shit when I was in school, much less when I was fucking at home. Oh, I love physical education, man. I love. I took advanced PE, <laughs> which was actually just us playing volleyball a lot. <laughs> no, it, for me, it got to the point literally where I talked to the uh, the gym teacher. And they were fussing at me so hard for not participating. And I asked, I said, can I be held back because I failed gym? And they just kind of looked at me and they're like, uh, no. I said, then I'm not doing this. <laughs> Damn. That's how much I just did not want to do it. I cared about my education. I was like, I can't be held back for not doing this. No. All right. Fuck yeah. It. That's, that's one of the few classes I dropped in college. I yeah. did not like hearing that they wanted me to run like at eight in the morning. I took a so, few uh, yeah. physical education classes and, uh, when I went to start a community college, I took a bowling class. I'm really good at bowling now. <laughs> oh. See, but if my fucking place is offered that, I mean, that would be fun. I never got offered a bowling class. Yeah. Well, I, we, I yeah. went with camping instead. Dude, I would love to have a camping class. Like an outdoor class. Yeah. That would be mm. the shit. Learn how to burn <laughs> shit, live in shit. <laughs> burn the whole campsite down. <laughs> what, 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 is a fictional bear going to come and attack me? <laughs> with a hat? Oh, midsummer. Okay. <laughs> Oh, well, there's another. I know you haven't seen it, but please watch Midsummer. Oh, I watched it. Oh my god! <laughs> you realize, yeah, it was insane. It. Well, that's one of the things all the three of us plant. Well, that's one of the things we've been doing. Chris and I've been running up here to the the rim with the Smith family, watching some good old horror movies, scaring the shit out of Amy, the Rock Mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> running us like house slaves. <laughs> Chris has been cooking for us, but yes, and Arthur. <laughs> Actually, though, seriously, one of the things I have been enjoying most is I really do enjoy movies, but yeah. it's hard for me to just sit down and pick a movie to watch. Oh, yeah. But it's like you, Chris just has such an encyclopedia of knowledge on movies and immediately can tell you, oh, no, this one's actually worth your fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that, there's, you know, there's little gems out there, and I don't care about – I'm not a big B-list movie fan, but there are some gems out there. That oh, are yeah. The perfect. Technically, Return of the Living Dead is a – b-list movie i can see my that favorite. yeah 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 mainly just because of production costs and everything yeah Linnea quigley but i mean some, <laughs> some of i mean hell some of my favorite movies i can think of had to do a low budget cost or were working you know under the wire you yeah. know under a certain budget fucking yeah. star wars uh night of the living dead any of those classic horror movies yeah. all of those were working with a string line budget making right. shit up as they go yeah. along and hell hey shit clerks one yeah. of my favorite movies. That, yeah. that was made on a shoestring budget, and even to the point of we have to film it in black and white because that's cheaper. So it's like the same, like in the horror genre, it really works out good. Because mm -hmm. like Saw was made for nothing. Uh, Paranormal Activity created like a seven movie span. Yeah, didn't cost a dime. Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch Project. Yeah, but Blair Witch was actually like if you go back, if you look at the filming of that movie. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the most asshole director and producer I could think of, <laughs> I've ever heard of. What made him the asshole? They would tell him, like, hey, we're going to go, like, four miles down this way, mm. you know. Uh, you know, And they were with him the whole time. Yeah. But at no point did they tell him, like, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to go get lost first. <laughs> we know where we are. Mm -hmm. You don't. <laughs> um, just to add a little bit of fear element to it. And I could just imagine that doing here. Because yeah. I don't know shit about West Virginia woods and oh god, yeah. end up in a national park by accident. <laughs> Hell, you just walk fucking fifty yards out that way, you'll get lost. Yeah, if you're not careful, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, Brad lives near where Wrong Turn is. <laughs> yeah, generally, if you're says skinless hillbillies <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. We, we uh, you know, four corners of the yard. Two of them, you're going to run into a road. The other two, 
you're going to have a hard time finding your way back. <laughs> and that's just what adds to the fun of the rim. Get too drunk, get yourself lost. I like me and Ken used to joke about on our way up here because we end up in unincorporated territory. Yeah. And that's just like, what does that mean? It's like the government forgot them. <laughs> the government's not here, man. We're on our own. Big Brother's not watching. Here. Big Brother's not here, man. Big Brother's like, they don't have oil. We don't have freedom there. <laughs> it's done. It's done. They protect their own up here. You got the whole clan up here, man. It's nice. Well, man, it's like things are starting to slowly loosen up. That's part of the reason we're having the actual audio episodes again. Yeah. I think we may have one or two more Zoom ones we may do for the end of the things all done, said and done with. But more regular episodes like this coming out. But, you know, I think it'd be actually kind of interesting to talk from this aspect. Some being a musician, a fan of music and a venue owner, yeah. you know, kind of think about the future of music kind of going forward. Because as as of when we're recording this, things are starting to it's like what phase two and a half, essentially, yeah. where bars. And stuff are allowing like half capacity, maybe 50, 20 people, They're, some uh, dining. Like you, like you know, like North Carolina is opening up right now. Mm-hmm. West Virginia's, yeah, we've started. been opening up. Yeah, um, um, but like music venues, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like I can see the milestone shutting down for good yeah unfortunately i, I can they, see that they, they do have some go I, I do know if folks are listening they've been having some gofundme things uh weekly they've been having digital live shows where it's like a five dollar ten dollar yeah. donation through their paypal or the gofundme gets you your digital yeah. ticket yada yada so kind of like bring your own beer situation yeah <laughs> <laughs> pants not required for the first time for a milestone show just go into your closet take out all the clothes smoke a <laughs> half pack of cigarettes and start drinking and you'll have that claustrophobic feel of being in the milestone <laughs> and it's I hold your laptop with your hands. <laughs> it's great. It's great. But, but yeah, so I know they've been doing a little bit of stuff. I know that a handful of the venues in town, like Tommy's Pub, they've been having like bake sales um, that were going toward, you know, helping them stay open. But yeah, I mean, again, even coming from a musician that's excited as fuck ready to play it's like outside of, you know, the rim here where I just kind of know everyone and everyone's so kind of close knit playing large shows again it's like i don't know how people are really gonna react to it even i think it's gonna be interesting to see i think um you know when we when we started the rim and how we keep it unique is it's a it is a close-knit group of folks and we we reach out to uh and make our shows kind of semi-public um you know we're at no risk uh, here we'll we'll survive yeah because um, because again it is a glorified house show is yeah, the, gr- it's the yeah. greatest house show anyone's ever going to play <laughs> um, you know it's just a matter of when we decide to open it back up yeah and you know the the quandary that i'm going to wind up in is um you know trying to entice bands to come in and play and you know what's between us and where they are out of and, and, uh, and that was going to be the aspect kind of to bring you from because again you're not too worried about opening it back up with it being right. so close-knit but let's say a band like fast eddie you right. know that or all the way out in colorado or you know denver wherever it takes them a good way to good bit to get over here if they can't get a good route just to even get over to a spot like this right so i struggle you know my my struggle will be with you know can i keep my crowd even as as devoted as they are can i keep it at you know a high expectation that they'll all attend yeah Uh, that way i can you know keep my guarantees to the bands where they need to be and you know what what what's that going to need to be to entice fast eddie out of out of denver Mm -hmm. uh, or someone out of chicago or wherever to and from us uh so yeah, that's that's gonna be a tricky part, and 
I think um, I think it's going to create a more consolidated line, though. I will say that. Yeah. Just just about what I'm thinking about, like a lot of bars are going to shut down for good. Yeah. That's 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 not going to happen because even red states aren't opening bars back up to full capacity. Yeah. Um, you know, in the South, venues will close because mm-hmm. you know, honestly, our generation are killing the bar industry anyway. Because yeah. most of most of the millennial generation doesn't drink like everyone else used to. We don't bar hop. You don't bar hop. Right. Uh, it's not as popular. Um, most people I know buy their beer and stuff and at home. Yeah. You know, go online and buy beer from all over the world if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you know. Well, I think it's. I mean, a lot of times I knew that people were kind of doing that stuff for the social aspect. There is, yeah. But like like Brad's place, you know, it's, it. It's a social aspect, but it's yeah. a bring your own beer system. I think those, I think more places like yours will open up. Yeah. I think more people will take the initiative and turn their homesteads or uh, their Extra houses. Extra room they've got. Yeah, yeah build garages. Barn. Or yeah. Well, like, you know, take take like uh, what I had, mm-hmm. what I have, the that building I bought. Yeah. What's the, what's the stop somebody from put one of those in their backyard, mm-hmm. obeying the sound ordinance of wherever they live, knocking out the whole wall, putting a stage equipment in there uh, bringing the stage out you know what i'm saying yeah right. and right. just fill it with amps and speaker you know everything they need and run a fucking cord to it <laughs> and like <laughs> how much more fun would that be as opposed to being in a cramped bar that isn't built for venues like oh yeah a lot of bars try to do it and they fail mm-hmm. at, at doing it right like right. They, they bring in a lot of people but that i think if more people did what you're doing Brad, I think I think you could create a solid line from all over the country. Yeah, yeah, you know we're not relying on um, because we have none. We have no alcohol sales. We yeah. have no food sales. So yeah. we're not relying on that. That's and that, that know, I think that would be a better when thing I, than bars. When I pay my uh, household electrical bill and water bill, I'm paying the bills to keep the place open, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, you know that's that's been the great thing, and that's been the allure I think to a lot of people is to be able to come here and. They don't have to deal with the bar type scene and so forth. And it is all about the music. I've got, you know, I've got a group of probably 10 to 12 that prefer uh, the bonfire outside. Yeah. yeah. They can still hear the music. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not in um, cramped or whatever. And, and, and you're, and you're so, servicing both types of fans. Yeah. Too. Yeah. You get to. And, and again, they may not be completely into the music, but they want that. You know, social feel that social feel, and they get they, and they get the music. So oh, yeah, it's it's, um, it's it's great though. You know, I don't like going to the bars, but I like coming up here. Oh yeah, exactly. you know, I'm not always in the front row right. at the show, but I can hear it, like you said, I hear it from the bonfire. Mm-hmm. I can talk to people I've never met before. You know, yeah. I mean, hell, that's how you met. You know, our group of folks. Yeah. It's like you, you live 45, 40 minutes away from us, and we met you like two or three times up here before yeah, we finally talked live, about. But you live in fucking Charlotte, bro. Like, <laughs> I live out in this clean valley called Statesville. <laughs> All we got is heroin and meth. You, you got that hard stuff, <laughs> the cocaine, and you got that, you got the exotic drugs. <laughs> man, did I ever tell you about that, man? I was watching the news when the Baltimore riots were going on, mm. and this fucking anchor from CNN was talking to this black kid, mm. and he's like. Oh yeah, I used to sell dope up across the street all the time. Dude's like twenty years old. He's talking about how he used to sell dope, and he's like, "Oh yeah." Uh, she's like, 
he's like, oh yeah, I would only sell like heroin or meth, none uh-huh. of that, none of that hard stuff. And I'm like, I want to know, like, tell me what the fuck the hard stuff is in Baltimore. Do they have like a special drug? Like, is it like better than PCP? I need to know for research purposes only. It's, it's insane. And you talk about people who didn't bitch as much, you know. The people of Baltimore, when they shut down their whole city, yeah, you know, they had their little protests and everything. I remember baseball being still being played in Baltimore. Well, that's the thing, man. You take away people's sports, and they will lose their oh, damn mind. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Go watch YouTube. Go watch some old old stuff you never saw. Go watch some playoff games you never saw, and how those those calls were actually the right call. <laughs> but at the same time, I can't say shit because I'm sitting here going, "It's like I want my live music back." <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's really kind of the same mentality. I mean, we talked about that as another funny video skit one time. The the uh, the or uh, Raina and I actually did the uh, similarities and differences between sports fans. Oh God, that's just, it's basically the <laughs> same music thing. Music fans and sports fans. Music fans, sports fans. Even now with politics, it's all the same. Oh it's yeah, mine, mine, fuck yours. <laughs> and that, that's a fact, dude. I, I have seen people. Um, I actually talked to a few people that come to your shows yeah. that are around this area. Mm-hmm. They told me, oh, no, I don't like that fucking music. I don't like that fucking punk music. I'm, I'm a big fan of country music, but I love coming here. Like, as, <laughs> But, you know, you right. know they're, making, they're making that extra effort that across the line mm-hmm. and to, to come su- out here. And to support it and yeah. you know, do something that's, you know, yeah. not happening all the time. or not. And it's not like I've heard, I've heard bands here that are not my thing. Right. But I came out here to see them. Right. And I was like, oh, you know, because I came to see another band like the yeah. Billions or 21CG or Prowess or Super Jet or somebody. Yeah. There was always somewhere else I came to see. Right. But every now and then, like, there's some other band I'm just like, no. Nah. <laughs> not, not my bag. The, the, not the 10, 20 bucks I paid, I didn't. That's not for them. Make sure the other band gets that. <laughs> Don't give them my money. <laughs> I have often felt like that. I have gone to a show and like where I've paid like top dollar for it and didn't know yeah. like the opening band. It didn't been like a national touring band or something. Right. And I'm just like, I really hope the Nationals taking the line share. And I think I think that's, that's the that's the cool thing about music fans above you know sports fans. You know you don't know what you're getting. Right. Uh, you, you're going for this one thing, this one set. That can last from five to forty-five minutes, depending mm-hmm. on the band. And uh, you're like, I'm here for that. The rest, though, shotgun approach. I have no idea what. I'm doing. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. What am I getting? Oh God, is that a, is that a heavy metal rap group? <laughs> like the like the milestone, dude. Yeah, you will like, get that shit. Like we, I came down. I came down for the milestone one year, one uh, one time. Y'all had come down, and what happened? We had a magic show, <laughs> a burlesque show. <laughs> had a, had a, uh, a wrestler do some singing. Mm-hmm. And what love. did I do? I didn't know this band from Adam, but I still bought their stuff. <laughs> Gotta love a fireball wrestling show. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There's, ladies, there's people swallowing swords and shit. I was not expecting that. I didn't know I was coming to a carnival. <laughs> no, that's, that's the way his little grindhouse uh, parties go. And that and that was a shitty thing, too. It's like, make it all first world and shit. It's like, this yeah. virus couldn't have come at the worst fucking time. He was getting ready to do his big birthday bash our vinyl was coming out it was yeah. like son of a bitch well i think i think it kind of works out mm-hmm. like you know you got to see like the good part of everything oh yeah you know not focus so much on the bad but it gives more for you like logistics wise to get your stuff out there oh as yeah as opposed to sitting on a box of shit that you're never going to sell and plus i'm sure even for you brad it's like kind of having this little bit of a breather even though it kind of puts things in jeopardy it still also gives you a little bit of time to kind of sit back and look at the small details that maybe you hadn't thought about right and you know this happening really uh made me wish i hadn't 
taking a self-imposed breather right <laughs> yeah. before this happened. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, yeah, I'd got to the point I really needed to take a break, and we decided to do that. Uh, we had one show back, mm-hmm. and then everything else hit the fan. So, well, plus, it, um, without this happening, it would have went perfectly because you still had another good three or four shows lined up after that first one, yeah. and that was going to all kind of even out, plus to some additional bookings leading up to Rimrock. So it's right. like that was going to all even out. Yeah, no one could have planned for this. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, not if you're in the service industry, you're not going to be able to plan for this kind of thing. No, not in the slightest. Um, but I'm kind of looking forward to a lot of places shutting down, actually, because it, kind of, it does kind of free up for, like, you know, people starting new stuff based on, you know, trends and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, especially for the younger younger people, because yeah. the way this virus is going, I'm just saying, if you're above a certain double digit, get done. <laughs> get done. You're gone. I'm sorry. Like, it's like the and boomers it's, are gone after this, man. I'm just, <laughs> and one of the other things we've all kind of clicked on was Marvel movies, and even that's been affected oh, by Disney. this. Oh, poor Disney. Disney got screwed. They As soon as they put out that app, and I mean, poor, wham, poor Disney, yeah. biggest fucking company in the world. But right, right. at the same time, for us, yeah. it is a screwed t- situation because all of their fucking productions got shut the fuck down. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to be okay because all they would have to do is just, like, anybody with a Disney Plus app pay an extra five, ten bucks, and we'll give you access to our newest movie for two days. <laughs> yeah, basically. You know, just, you know, everybody's got an account. Yeah, the, um, well, and I, the parks, I can't remember what I saw it was. It was like the parks are losing, I want to say somewhere between 50 and 60 million a day. Yeah, and, and this is the first time they've wild. shut down for this extended period of time, only the second time they've shut down ever. First right. time was for 9-11. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Well, I was going to lead in with that is so we so yeah, (laughs) but for us, we were getting Marvel, Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, one after the other. Yeah. And it's actually interesting how it kind of lined up. Same thing with your self-imposed break. Mm -hmm. Marvel was taking a self-imposed break with uh, Endgame and Homecoming being like the last two movies for that phase. Yeah. And then Black Widow was supposed to kick off yeah. this next brand new thing because all of those phases led up to the Infinity Saga. Yeah. This was going to be the first movie and the start of a new saga. Yeah. Now we're getting even more of a break between it. Right. So I wonder what that's going to really mean for if they're going to try... Better, sto- better story writing? Very, better story writing and how it's going to feel for us as the viewer having so much of a disconnect. Yeah from all of these recent things coming out because by now we would have had Black Widow. We would have already been seeing well, think, trailers for the next thing. I think I think we're doing okay because we have a little stopgap like Hulu and Netflix who great and Amazon who create their own shows. Yeah. Right. You know, for the internet only, you know, that are that are really good shows. Like there are really great shows on these networks and you know, a lot of uh, shows that were kicked off regular television are getting picked up by Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like there's a show that was on NBC called Hannibal. Yeah. It was a great show. Netflix might option it. Can you imagine that this shit. year? If make Buku's money putting that movie, putting that shit back together, and then and then there's poor old uh, services like Quibi that are trying their best to stay afloat, even I, bring it, it back it, Reno nine one one. I have no idea what Quibi is, other than it, from what I understand, it's like a 10, 15 minute video. That's all it is. It's it's imagine Which, Instagram, but purely video gross. created by <laughs> content creators. So basically, mixed together YouTube and Instagram. Mm. That that's really what it is, but the, no, the only content people on the internet. <laughs> but the only content coming out is from like you know actual directors and yeah. producers, right. and it comes out as episodes yeah. and seasons. Not anyone can upload their content on there. But the thing they they were really trying to push it was 
uh, 10-minute videos, and you can watch it in either landscape mode or horizontally. And the frame would change with it. So it's not like you were just watching something at a weird aspect ratio. What monster would watch it in portrait mode? I don't fucking know. What <laughs> kind of monster watches in portrait mode? But... <laughs> uh, the, the guy that was running it, let, let's kind of get y'all's take on this because, uh, Chris, you do business stuff. Of course, Brad, you do too. The the CEO on that was actually saying the main reason why they're failing right now is because of the virus. No. No, everyone. No one is in because they're, they're like, I think they've been out for like a month now and the highest they've charted was like number like 62 on the most popular downloads. How much, how much does it cost? Free. It's Free. Free. So that's on them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like you, it's like TikTok, you know? TikTok has actually gone down in ratings because of India. <laughs> because they hate, because China is asshole. <laughs> Watch we get taken down from Patreon because of that. <laughs> but no, it's a free app with content that you don't have to pay for. Yeah. Yeah, they did like they the whole Apple thing. It's like free for the first three months or whatever. Yeah. So it's essentially free. And after yeah. that, it was like five bucks. Five yeah. bucks. That's cheaper than Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, nothing. Even with that content, yeah, no one's yeah, in fucking. That's, interested. that's on them. Everyone got twelve hundred bucks. They're not going to. Yeah, I take th- fifteen and spend on it. Now, <laughs> now there's something else. There's, there's something else going on with that. Obviously, well, Maybe just no not, one's interested because no, they're not pushing advertisement good enough. Because I think I've seen like two Quibi ads in the whole like the whole time I've been watching TV. See, I, I haven't seen. I don't watch actual TV. And most stuff yeah. I watch is like uh, YouTube, and I see YouTube ads for it. All the goddamn time, but my problem is, is his his thing is going. Uh, it's because of the virus. Because we were content made for people on the go, ten minute bites for when you're on the bus on the way to work, or so on and so forth. Now that people are stuck at home, they want more long form content. They want they background can watch noise on TV. They want background noise. They don't have to pay attention to. That's what it is. Exactly. Well, so that that's why he's saying it's failing right now. I tell you what, I'd get Quibi. I'd pay for a year of subscription in advance if they. Did shorts of King of the Hill? Yes. Um, but <laughs> yes, you know do, what? What killer app do they have? I mean, where would where would uh, Disney Plus be right now without The Mandalorian? Well, they still have ESPN and Hulu. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, they still do. But what did The Mandalorian do from the, for them? Oh, right yeah, off they, the bat, they yeah, immediately them, shot. That's them the whole reason I got it. I mean, <laughs> right, and that's that's why I got it. Yeah. Um, I'm so, still paying for it because I, you know, I got to me <laughs> they're they're probably missing that that one killer pull. We'll see, yeah. and, and kind of actually to work on what you just said, circling back to Disney. So that's what kind of messed up even with their release plans. So they're supposed to have more Marvel content ready by now for us. Yeah, yeah they're supposed to release like smaller 20 movies Wars. this whole year, like from January to December, twenty movies from Disney. Yeah. So really, right now, all they do have is Mandalorian because yeah. they were supposed to be unrolling so much new shit this year. That was supposed to be the launch to get everyone interested, have the small breather, and then it was going to be a constant rollout of new stuff for this year, and even. And that's and literally some of the uh, smaller execs that work on like the app side are saying we're coming through material trying to find new stuff we can constantly put on, which is what that making of series for the Mandalorian yeah. spawned yeah. from. Yeah, them just looking for extra content to put out there and going right. shit, we've got this, let's do it. Yeah, come in and talk over these uh, unused clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, and season two had finished uh, all its principal photography, so a lot of that had been able to have been work on from a. Uh, at home, like digital stuff. So they've been able to streamline Mandalorian season two, and we're actually getting that 
early yeah because of all this it was supposed to come out like what november or something this november, year december. now it's coming out in like september october, october yeah which is awesome, you know. You get to watch it quicker than so I can cancel my subscription. <laughs> you know, save some money. I don't know. I, I still like having it around because there's still. I, I like got it, having... I got it for Hulu mm-hmm. and because it bundled Hulu and ESPN together. Because those separate are like 15 bucks a pop. Yeah. So spending 14 bucks for all three. Right. And that's what that, I did too. And I don't mind commercials because mm-hmm. I just get up and move and walk away. Yeah. But, <laughs> and if I and if I miss something, it's not like back in the day when we were kids. You know, it's like, hey, it's back on. Get back in here. Get back in here. <laughs> no, no, no. I can pause it. You know, I can, I can pause. You know, rewind it. Rewind it. Pause. You know, I think. I think if they offer cable packages like uh, mm-hmm. internet packages, I think the ISP companies might be able to come back a little bit. Yeah. But See, even even another industry, you know. The theater industry. I mean, you were talking Ooh, about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a theater industry could be put down. That honestly is the one. I'm, good. That's the one I'm honestly yeah. most worried about because if we want to take a look the at it, smaller like this. ones like like the uh, retro ones, the the one uh, the th- the old school amphitheaters type, mm-hmm. or the old school uh, just theater types. Like we have one called the Majestic. We have Tinseltown in Salisbury. We got um, one in Maiden. There's uh, one in. Uh, Canapolis, I forget what it's called, but it's a. It's, I saw Force Awakens there, and it's an old school theater. I sat in balcony seating, wow, which was awesome watching Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But that place isn't going to survive this kind of hit. Oh no! And uh, we we actually had an uh, a small little art house theater. I think it was called the Manor Theater in Charlotte. Yeah. And uh, oh, it, I don't know that one. Yeah, it announced its closing this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I think because of the theaters closing, I think the movie companies won't have as much say mm, on what mm-hmm. these other bigger theaters who survived. Cause I remember hearing the guy who owned a theater in Statesville and the one in Kannapolis saying, Oh, this is how much you're going to charge people. Mm-hmm. And you're yep. going to, you're not going to, not just that, but if you had a smaller theater, that only had two, three screens, two of those are going to be playing our fucking movie. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Fuck like these weird ass demands from production companies, especially specifically Disney. Disney, yeah. yeah when they got Marvel and uh, and the Star Wars movie Force Awakens, they forced uh, my theater in Statesville to have at least four screens. Wow. Playing. Now, granted, and they had to play it probably for like two weeks. Yeah, play it for two weeks yeah. mandatory, even if no one was watching it. Yeah, like still have it going. And granted, this was like a ten theater, a ten. A, 10 theater, and they were going to sell. And big, it was a, it was a marquee cinema, you know, it was a branded cinema, but. Hell, coronavirus didn't shut them down. They shut themselves down. Like, <laughs> we don't have a theater in my town no more. We have to go to, uh, down south a little further. And again, it's like even thinking at it from this aspect, it's like, sure, live venues are still a little bit weary, but it's like at least there for your own personal self, you could exactly what Chris was saying. Step away some. You can go outside to the smoking patio. You can kind of get to the back of the venue. You can exile yourself from people and you know kind right. of avoid touching things if you really wanted to. At a theater, you're sitting in the... The same seat that so many people have sat in and you're touching the same thing so many people have touched and I think that's why people are going to maybe be a little bit more weary to go to theaters before even live shows well you know like me and you were talking about um, why do we go to the theater we want that experience yeah we want to like me and Ken especially me and Ken have talked about this no I don't mind paying nine dollars for a movie because right. I want to go out bef- I want to go out before I'm going to go take my buddy's kids or something exactly uh, like me and Ken would take our buddies' kids with us. We'd go to the bar, get something to eat, mm-hmm. uh, have a few drinks, and then walk to the movie theater because yeah. it's right there. And then when we're done, you know, drive home. Yeah, you know, 
No problem. Make a day of it. Pick two, it even if, if there's two or three out in the Mark, you want to see. Me and Ken have seen so many matinees just because we could. Yeah. Because we were off that day. But I would love to see, if I had the money, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Especially now. Cause you, if, but let's say I had half as much land as you got right now. Right. In North Carolina, which is considerably flat land consider, by, to, by here standards. Yeah. Put up a giant fucking sheet. Mm-hmm. A projector. Some sound equipment. You know, just borrow some sound equipment from somebody of mine. Put on Netflix <laughs> and we'll watch a movie. Go on Amazon and I'll spend like the four or five bucks mm-hmm. or twenty bucks Ooh. to rent an early access movie that they can't watch in theaters because mm-hmm. the theaters charge are a buck ahead. Yeah. Don't even do that. Like just donation. Yeah. Just a donation. Invite twenty, thirty, forty people I know and their families. Mm-hmm. Come out here, bring you uh, do it like an old school drive in, you know, yep. sit on the back of your pickup with your kids and you know, and just Hey, be like, hey, keep eye on your kids, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Don't litter. Yeah. There'll be trash cans in the front and the back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just have a good time. Oh, you know? yeah. Don't fuck up my yard. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you can do that here. No donuts. You know, that'd yeah. be cool. Like, especially with all the people at the rim, you know, you just get the rim fans out here mm-hmm. and their families and make it like a kind of like a rim family day, a night or something like that. Yeah. Um, we've, uh, yeah, you know, even if, even if uh, rim rocks, doesn't happen at this point in time you know i think um two band shows are forthcoming i mean i think that's gonna happen um even if we have to to move outdoors i think it's very doable Mm -hmm. you know we've got 11 acres of land here um you keep 100 minutes you know as far as your max total people um i think i think we're well within reason to be able to to begin yeah. doing things, yeah. Uh, even a movie night, you know, yeah. maybe maybe we'll do, you know, something to extend the the good you can times. Do, you can do like a horror movie night or something. Everybody Ooh, just yeah. park the cars. A- out front. Amy would be too scared. Not yeah. if I'm not here. <laughs> but uh, no, I just tell them to bring some lawn furniture or something. Yeah, let alone the big field we have down here. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah just have them, have them just chill out outside. Have a couple, uh, like one of those uh, tiki torches. Let every now and then <laughs> get the bugs out. I think um, I think college football is going to solve a lot of these issues. Oh God, yeah. Because there's too much money and have y'all, too have, many. At a, a sport, <laughs> on, on a sports question for y'all, because we have the ACC down south. There has been talk of privatization of college sports. Have you heard that up here? I haven't heard that. Uh, apparently, down south in the SEC, the Southern Eastern Conference, and the ACC, there is talk that, that the having football games without fans. I, yeah, oh, I've been yeah. hearing that. Which does not work with the school's charters of why to have collegiate sports. Mm-hmm. Why, why, you know, the whole reason of collegiate sports was, oh, it's a break. Okay. It's a, the original idea for collegiate sports wasn't to go professional because collegiate sports was first. Mm-hmm, there was right. no professional sport first. Okay. Okay. College basketball was created as a release from the uh, late winter, early summertime. Baseball is almost a year round. Football was created for the deep winter time for a break for college students. The main people who attend who attend fucking college games are college students because mm-hmm. they get a free ticket. Yeah. Okay, You're t- and it's for the school. Mm-hmm. It's a recreational act. It's like bread and circuses for school. Right. You know, oh, you're you're failing math. Take a break. <laughs> go go <laughs> watch, watch these guys game. beat the fuck out of each other and come back <laughs> and pass fucking trigonometry and be a doctor. You know, like <laughs> that's what these things are for. And then professional came on, and then they created like a draft system where, right. oh, we'll take the best college players, make football, you know. Yeah. And 
in these charters, at no point does it say that it was like it's it, the initial value was for money. No, <laughs> like right. like Harvard and Yale created My created co- change. Yeah, <laughs> first college, first college football game was between Harvard and Yale. Yeah, two to three. Mm. That's what it happened. You know who attended? Alums and graduates, and, and like people and students. Right. Not a, a dime. Not a dime was charged. Not a fucking dime. And you're telling me if they break that charter, if they if they do that, mm-hmm. it uh, a lot of teams and whole conferences are saying we'll leave the NCAA. Really? Which is a trillion dollar industry almost. Yeah, yeah really. That's why I was saying. Was like, wow. Yeah. And can you? But can you imagine that these districts? You know, can you imagine like? From Texas all the way to Maine, including Virginia, West Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky, right. know, creating a whole conference, creating a whole division of collegiate athletics against the NCAA hmm. for profit. So, so what would be the outcome of something like that? They, they would pay the players. <laughs> that's, that's, what that, that, that's what it was. It was to compensate players. Yeah. Huh. Collegiate, collegiate sports is the most dangerous sports you could ever play. Yeah, because you're not compensated for it. Right. Um, let's take an example. Uh, you can go in as a five star, and come yeah. out with no career, never yeah. being paid. Yeah, you Damn. can. Uh, you, they could sell your jersey, mm-hmm. like uh, your number. Yeah. Let's say let's say you go into college basketball and you're a phenom. Yeah. Fucking. 40, 50, 60 points a game, make the final four all three years of college. Mm-hmm. Your senior year's coming up. The college, the college has made so much money on selling your number. Oh, yeah. Uh, your likeness rights. Mm-hmm. They uh, all want it. And everything. And you can't do that. And you can't make a dime. Mm. You can't go on a co- you can't go on the campus. Okay <laughs> you can't go on the campus and <laughs> yeah, be like, no, oh, here, I'll give you a signature it. if you buy me like a bagel. No. Uh-uh. Like, a guy, there was, I forget who it was. He described college athletics perfectly. You can give your player a bagel, mm-hmm. but you can't give them the cream cheese. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Damn. Like, like it's bare minimum of expense. There was one college coach. See, hit, I wouldn't be taking that, none of that shit. It's like you're selling shit with my face and my name and, on, and you're making and money because so of my many, name. Yeah, you know they'll 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 play basketball for their freshman year mm. and leave, um, and see you know be seen as a legit NBA talent. LeBron, LeBron James is the and, last one who didn't go to college. For they're gone. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame uh, them. it's too risky. I yeah. mean, uh, they come back their sophomore year, and they can't get an Achilles or something. Like, you know, like they can't and, get a degree. They give them a fake degree. Like I'm a big UNC fan. They gave a bunch of basketball football players a fake degree in Swahili. They don't speak fucking Swahili. No one does. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to be like, and there is no like people talk about all oh, poor college athletes. You know, they can't. No, you don't understand. Like. These people are living below the poverty line at a four-year <laughs> decorated college. Like, they're homeless people, basically, you know, yeah. who go in in the morning, work the fuck out, mm-hmm. scrape some money together, buy them some breakfast, or hope to God someone made it for them. Yeah. Um, go to class, uh, pass the class so they don't get knocked off the team, and, you know, and still be able to play on Saturday. Yeah. And be able to take exams on Monday. <laughs> Or try the fucking concussion. And that's you why can't. I say college football. They'll sort all this oh, yeah. stuff out. I college mean, football is uh, the most, college football and basketball is the most betted on sports in in America. <laughs> what about all the fucking wrestling games without the anyone in the audience? That shit was cringy as shit. Fuck the WWE. <laughs> that's, a weird, that's a weird. We like we've done wrestling shows and stuff. Talked about wrestling, but yeah, it's oh, weird. It's, it is weird. It's weird now. Like. <laughs> 
you met my uncle, and he was talking yeah. about um, the Florida wrestling, mm-hmm. like Mid Atlantic. It was a show, like oh, yeah. in, 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 like some Metrolina Expo. You know, you go mm-hmm. and watch it. There was no big corporation behind it. It was just like a bunch of guys who owned the equipment, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go sit it up here." And the wrestlers from Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee are gonna come down and fight. Fight. I say that loosely. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Battle. That's, how, that's so the, how that goes. The UFC's been doing some live events. I think they've been. I wanted Dana White to do the island. Yeah, you remember that. Yeah, he was going to pull a Mortal Kombat and fight on an island. <laughs> but they, how could they have even pulled that off? Like, what were their main plans for that? Two men enter, one man leaves. Well, like for, <laughs> for, for renting the island and all that shit. Um, I don't know. He probably if, owns if that island. That's his island. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they owned it. Or it's got a house on it and it. a bunch of sand and spikes. <laughs> <laughs> but they've done, I think, two or three shows now. Yeah. Uh, with. Um, uh, from what I hear, the have ratings ever, are some of the highest. Have you ever ESPN's seen sports? Head. Have you ever actually seen sports other than like actual sports, not the WWE, but actual sports without fans before? No. Well, you know, for me, the UFC would have been. I mean, it's awkward because I I caught a couple of the fights. It's awkward, but um, it's like watching I, a street fight. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I began watching it at its inception. Yeah, and there were very. Uh, I want to say. A good. It was it was ten to twelve years into into it when they had the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, uh, and that that very first fight in that first show, um, it was all booked as as amateurs. Mm-hmm. So there was no um, there could be no betting, and and yeah. I think. I'm I'm not well obviously they didn't want fans coming in and and then going out and spoiling the show. Yeah. So that was it wasn't as awkward for me now because I had that shock at yeah. that time because it was like man these guys are fighting and you're hearing two cornermen. Yeah. And that's it, nothing else. <laughs> I mean the rest of their teams were in there but so for me the UFC is as but I had been there for about 10 years yeah. hearing the crowd. So that's when I got that shock. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's wild. I, it's It's got to be. So so during the Baltimore riots, mm-hmm. the Orioles held a baseball game. Yeah. Right? Dead silent. Not a person in the crowd. Only the baseball players and the announcers. Really? It got to a point. It got so quiet. Oh, yeah. They finished one of the fastest games in baseball history. It took them two hours to play that game. <laughs> It's like watching a little league game, just like, gone. Because there was just no bullshit. There was no bullshit. Yeah. I mean, there was no singing. There was no you know bullshit right. in the middle. And what was funny was one of the baseball players could hear the announcers talking, and he's really? like, "Go fuck yourself." I could hear you. Like <laughs> he's talking shit about this guy who's like on first base. He's like, "Hey, fuck you!" Like I'm I can hear you because you can't because the announcers you know they actually you know are. are come through a speaker through the whole stadium yeah and half the time you can't hear it because you hear like the music right. playing mm-hmm. or the cheer and fans and stuff like that but he was like on first base like this bullshit with the with the uh first base coach and like yeah yeah yeah. and here comes uh morrison here he has he's uh, got a shitty rbi his wife left him he's like hey man hey <laughs> i can fucking hear you bro <laughs> fuck you slower than hell man. yeah unless I, he really hits the gap he watch watch there. once you go to second base he's gonna get fucking <laughs> caught out by a mile hey, hey fuck you buddy yeah i love to hear, i want to hear i want to hear basketball like that i want to hear lebron james cuss his fucking teammates because they can't make a fucking free throw but he's a shitty person anyway i like watching him yell and lose 
So, so you don't want to see Space Jam 2 with LeBron James? I used to. I used to. I used to really like LeBron James. He was a really good guy. He did yeah. a great a lot for his Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember when he did all them Pepsi commercials? Yeah. yeah. He was funny as hell. He was actually funny. And then he became a prick because <laughs> he kept losing all the time. Then he said then he said he was the greatest of all time. Yeah. And I was like, huh. No, you're not. You have probably what, four rings. Michael Jordan has six. Bill Russell has 11. Now, now <laughs> is, is it just the curse where it's like every time a musician or an athlete goes, I'm the greatest of all time. You go some, to the hill. You go to the fucking hell. I think I think it's not a curse. I think it's more of a, they get that mindset that they are. Mm-hmm. And they get and lazy. They have to, well, not just that, but they think they have to perform at that level all the time and that no one can keep that up. Yeah. No one. Hell, Michael Jordan quit basketball and played baseball for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, he could not keep that shit up. <laughs> you know? You talk about a lot of phenom. You gotta keep that shit up. Oh, no. No, like, you're no... And not everybody is Bo Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> well, and everything's got... A, everything and everyone's got a shelf life. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, watching Mike Tyson when I was younger, I thought Fire there Mike. would never be anyone touch that man. Yeah. And then uh, I watched... Uh, I watched the Buster Douglas fight live. And it was just, it was, it was horrible. Yeah, it was, uh, it was you, crazy. I uh, like, um, me and me and a buddy of mine were talking about, like, what's his name? Uh, that's been bo- the boxing phenom now. Uh, Tyson like, Fury or no, no or, black guy. Uh, that play that fought Conor McGregor. Oh yeah, um, uh, Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Money Mayweather, greatest boxer in that in like that weight class ever. Period. He's got more knockouts, more more right. more TKOs. You know, he's the greatest fighter of that weight. And then someone's like, well, do you think he could fight Mike Tyson? No, motherfucker. <laughs> you don't put those two people in the ring together. All yeah. right. This ain't this ain't that joke boxing Conor McGregor was doing. This is <laughs> this is a heavyweight versus a welterweight. Yeah. That's like someone me or Brad size fighting you, but you're shorter. <laughs> okay. That's like me fighting uh cap no god <laughs> put us both in the ring with like years of training yeah and that's one, thing, this, right. one thing's gonna happen the the smaller guy is gonna stick and move mm. and maybe tire the heavyweight out the te- heavyweight only has to hit you one time <laughs> he hit mike tyson hits you. you've seen it you grew up watching how many knockouts 42 knockouts career right. knockouts mm-hmm. and how long did it last the average round time one two rounds uh yeah typically. yeah just Beating yeah. the fuck out of dude, <laughs> just barely touching him. Like he he dipped and pop done. You're over. Yep. And yeah, let's let him let him fight. Well, and it, you know the the principle of, of what people say there when they say, "Oh, do you think you could beat Tyson?" That's what the UFC started as. Yeah. Because the athletes weren't well rounded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were taking in you know boxers with sumo wrestlers. Yeah. Which was um, cool. <laughs> exactly. I would like yeah, to see you, uh, uh, one thing I would love to see in the UFC. I would love to see somebody fight Butterbean. Yeah. Because you can you can't punch him in the face and knock him out because he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> I think Butterbean may have fought in Pride at one point. Oh my god! I'll have, I'll I'll have, have to look. Awesome. Um, Butterbean's a very large man. He, right. He fought Johnny Knoxville on Jackass too. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Johnny Knoxville decided to fight him in a department <laughs> store and got beat to death. Pride, Pride was there. the Japanese version of the UFC. Gotcha. Um, All right. And they they went Clayton with, probably knows about it. Yeah. Yeah. They went more with with spectacle. Mm-hmm. Um. When the UFC was no here, trampling and barbed wires. The <laughs> yeah. UFC. I'm. I'm not sure the MGM. I, I want to say fifteen, twenty thousand tops. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the uh, 
pride fighting was in Japan, and they played in or they fought in the like the super arenas. Over okay, there. Like got the you. Eighty yeah. and ninety thousand people. Yeah, like the soccer uh, arena and stuff like that. You know, the, they did fighter intros with pyro. It, I mean, it, it looked like wrestling, mm-hmm. yeah. but um, and they they allowed like soccer kicks to the head. And oh wow! They, they had some other rules um, that the UFC. Um, well, Japan, Japan has some real rules anyway. We've talked yeah. about that before. <laughs> but that's kill where uh, kill him in front of us. <laughs> yeah. Yay! We'll build yeah. him a statue. Ken Shamrock, that was early on in the UFC, we'll he wound up in Japan. Yeah. Um, Mirko Krokop started in Japan in Pride, and he he finished yeah. his career in the UFC. So, um, but um, yeah, Pride was. I would like was, to see. Was fun. I would like and to see. I think Butterbean may have. That's awesome. May have fought. He's such a hilarious fighter. Yeah, he's he's in the ring maybe three rounds at most, three and, or four rounds. And they did a lot of the the David versus Goliath type. Yeah, they, stuff. they put him against some tiny dude or some amateur guy in the parking lot. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, one of the Johnny Knoxville types. One of my favorite <laughs> fighters of all time, Fedor Emelianenko. He he fought in in Pride. I remember him. And Fedor fought. Um, Fedor was, uh, I think Fedor. Typically weighed two thirty. Yeah, he went two, Yeah, he he fought right heavyweight, the, but he wasn't a big heavyweight. Yeah, um, and like he I drank a bunch he before fighting. A um, some dude that was like six hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, you know, mm. and and some I, brick wall I, is I walking to the I ring. Think he may have arm barred him. I mean, it yeah. Was, but yeah, that pride really was that's, cool that's because they did uh, because me and you had talked about it about Mike Tyson. Have you seen his training video? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. got. Uh, I know this is probably on every sports cast, every sports podcast. This is like one of the first sports episodes we've done <laughs> on the show, so we're totally yeah, fine. But like every sports podcast has covered this, but right. Mike Tyson coming back, mm-hmm. and he's still got it. Like yeah. people forget that you know Mike Tyson has still got almost that same speed, that punch and stuff like that. I would love to have seen him gone to the UFC, maybe early on too. You know, yeah. 15, 13, 14 years ago. Back when it was getting start, you know, starting up, because you thought you think it because his career was terrible after Don King got him. Yeah, but can you imagine if somebody had got him into UFC in '95? Well, <laughs> yeah, um, and that was that was probably still right before wrestling is what changed UFC. Yeah. Okay, because you would bring in you would bring in you know the guys that um, just got by on sheer size. Yeah, and they might fight uh, they might fight the boxers and so forth. Um, and um, the boxer had no fear of them taking them down. Right. Yeah. Um, the jujitsu guys were were pretty good at it if they could, you know, if they could get into that clinch and they could get them down. But the wrestlers were the guys that could really, you know, no matter how good you were at any other sport, um, a wrestler, a good wrestler, you're you're going to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And they would take it was guys like uh, um, um, Mark, shoot, can't remember, Mark Coleman, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Randall, and those guys. They came in and and there wasn't anybody that could stand. It didn't matter how good they were at anything mm-hmm. else, and they could control them on the ground, and and they just eventually beat them up. That that <laughs> truly be, made it become mixed martial arts because well, see that seems that a point, lot more interesting than what it, it kind of sounded like it became. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now yeah. now you got guys coming in with like that know Jeet Kune Do and mm-hmm. kick tie, kickboxing versus a guy who knows jujitsu right. and uh, other martial arts and does a pretty good fight. You know, it's actually yeah. really good. Um, 
I would love to see Mike Tyson get in the ring with a guy. Because mm-hmm. keep in mind, he doesn't know mixed martial arts. He knows boxing. He may have learned something between the 90s and now, which would be hilarious. But I want to see somebody <laughs> knock him on the ground and watch him become like a pit bull and rip somebody <laughs> apart. Because I think, I think Mike Tyson falling on the ground and looking at somebody, like, did you just put me on the ground and just start attacking him? And the rest be like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Kind of like a, kind of like a zoo manager when two like, silverbacks attack. You know? oh, <laughs> what's, going, what's happening? What's happening? That's happening. I'm not going to stop that. That's Iron Mike Tyson and Tito Ortiz. They're just beating the shit out of each other. Got blow darts in the corner. Start looking like, a, start looking like that fight from uh, they live Roddy Roddy Piper and <laughs> put on the hat <laughs> put on the sunglasses goddamn. <laughs> well something you actually brought up uh, that I was kind of sitting here thinking on a little bit ago when you said uh, Mike Tyson being like you didn't never thought that anyone would you know kind of rise above that and kind of right. get better do you think that's actually positive or detrimental to sports or music in general? So no. I'll even take something like Jimi Hendrix. No. You know, so someone no. will go like, he is the greatest guitar player to He's ever He's the greatest live. electric rock and roll guitar player. Right. So As opposed to someone like Roy Clark or Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. So yeah. I'm just thinking like specifically, okay, so let's take that one sub genre. Yeah. You said greatest rock and roll guitar player, Jimi yeah. Hendrix. Okay. So what would make anyone technically better than that because in order to be like the best at the craft that means you have figured out you know the rhythm well, the style the satin the other here, here's where I, I hold it in music mm. music is about opinion yeah period uh, it's an art form you know beauty is in the eye of the beholder music is in the ear of the beholder so I could go to Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, Caps Naked the Woods and it, it'd be like no Roy, Roy Clark Roy Clark, 100%. Yeah. The way he could play an acoustic guitar is the greatest way a person can play a guitar ever. Right. I go out west, maybe a little bit up north. It's Jimi Hendrix. Mm. A little down south, it's probably Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, these guys were perfect at the craft. You know, mm. Eddie Van Halen, perfect at his craft. Yeah. You know, and I think it's good to have that. Mm. I think if you didn't have someone like Jimi Hendrix in the late 60s, you wouldn't have your Stevie Ray Vaughan's. Your Eddie Van Halen's, yeah, especially the guitarists nowadays that are just ridiculous, mm-hmm. re, re, just perfect and spot on on their craft, yeah. Um, but then, like when it comes to fighting, you're kind of pushing yourself to a certain physical well, limit. Fighting, so. fighting can be measured, right? You know, it's not about oh, I think no, it's about measure of a man mm-hmm. or measure of a woman. You know, yeah, it's like I think. Ronda Rousey was good for her time. Then Holly Holm came and snapped her fucking neck. Like, so like, <laughs> right. like it's a rock, paper, scissors kind of thing. And, and before and that, it was Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but like, you have, like, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. He was a bigger guy. He was taller than Mike Tyson was. And he was the greatest of all time for a long time. Yeah. And for that, his, yeah, the, and that that's what makes it, it, it becomes a bit generational. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because um, you know the ones that that saw Ali in his prime, yeah. um, you know they'll see Tyson in his prime. Uh, but like for me, um, I only saw Tyson in his prime. Yeah, yeah. So um, well, that's what the, really. It, it's hard to. Um, I mean, the records and stuff are measurable, but mm. you'll never see Tyson in his prime versus Ali in his prime. Yeah, right. Like, know, like so. music, music. Is based on sales, especially yeah. when they make it big. Yeah, like after Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley, it's like ACDC, mm. Beatles, Beatles. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like these these people who these high numbers. Mm. 
but I'm not going to ask an ACDC fan, man. Hey, man, how about them fucking Beatles? It's like, <laughs> go fuck yourself, bro. <laughs> All right, go fuck yourself. That comes from a bit of realness because you do not like the Beatles. I do not like the Beatles. <laughs> well, okay, I've actually saved that one some because I knew it would eventually come up when we were on the mics. Why do you not like the Beatles? They have stole so much black music. Well, so did Led Zeppelin, but I know you like Led Zeppelin. I like Led Zeppelin because they changed it. <laughs> they, cha- uh, they changed. I don't know. They, I might they, argue they with you the, on that kept, first they record. Kept, they kept the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. But changed the tempo and changed the style of which mm-hmm. it was played. Okay. So I was going to say that Jimmy first Page record. doesn't really play a lot of acoustic guitar on Led Zeppelin one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> but, right. But, uh, but how, the Beatles, I have a problem with the Beatles because I think they're the most overhyped band. Oh, it's certainly overhyped I think, by every hipster. If, I, if I had gone basement. back in time, if I had gone back in time and heard these guys, I'm like, all right, they're not too bad. Yeah. Nice little four piece, pretty cool, mm-hmm. you know. But. <laughs> I'd rather see Skinnerd. <laughs> like, see for me, their <laughs> drug phase is when I didn't care for it. Their earlier almost boy band doo the kind best, of thing. Like, I, I dug that a lot. I love telling Beatles fans the wrong two Beatles died. <laughs> <laughs> if John Lennon and George Harrison were alive today, I would respect the fuck out of those guys because George Harrison knew how to write. You don't music. like Paul McCartney? No. <laughs> No, and the conspiracy that he's not real. It's oh, hilarious. that's some stupid. I love that. Like, he died back in the like. There's a couch potatoes for us. We need to do one on Paul's dead as, or conspiracies conspiracy. in general. Yeah, conspiracies. Katy Perry. <laughs> conspiracies with the main anchor of it being the yeah, like, that one. Ringo yes. Starr. What the fuck is Ringo Starr done? Huh? <laughs> Nothing. Didn't be Ringo Starr. George Harrison wrote a bunch of songs for Eric Clapton, and Eric Clapton wrote a bunch for him. Like mm-hmm. yeah. you're talking about guys who are in the Hall of Fame. But yeah. but McCartney is a great vocalist, though. I like his vocals. He's okay. Yeah, I love covers of his music. Mm-hmm. I fucking love punk rock covers of his of of a uh, was it Help? Yeah. Oh god, it's fucking amazing, dude. Uh, I was about to say fun fact, but it's not fun nor a fact. But Kiss, uh, specifically, just Gene and Paul, mm-hmm. uh, they lended their voice to. Uh, there was a big double album that came out a few years ago called The Art of McCartney, yeah. and it was a bunch of different bands covering Paul McCartney's songs from Beatles, Wings, Solo, whatever. But it was all. Hit- McCartney's current solo band playing the music and vocalists putting their vocals on top. So it wasn't like different interpretations. It was just different vocals. Like I, I don't, I, I, I say I don't like the Beatles. Yeah. I respect them, mm-hmm. but I don't have to like them. No, not at all. Like think, I think it was like a, a sheet of paper. Oh no, I, I totally get you. I respect Van Halen. I sure as hell don't like them. You don't like stripper music? Nah, I like stripper music. I don't like Van Halen. <laughs> Probably the same with Def Lip. <laughs> nah, same with Def Lip. <laughs> I didn't. I saw. I hated Def Lip when they joined PETA. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you one arm pussy. <laughs> But Fuck no. y'all. But yeah, so I, I don't know. Your music was made to do coke too, not save animals. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But, but yeah, so the, uh, Gene and Paul, they actually did a Venus, Venus and Mars rock show. Yeah. And uh, Gene took the slower part at the beginning, and then yeah. when the full song kicks in, Paul did it. I thought that was pretty cool. Like when I hear people say, like, the greatest thing out of Britain, mm-hmm. the Beatles. No. I'm like, really? You're talking about people that was home to Led Zeppelin. Mm hmm. Uh, Hell, Sex Pistols. The Sex Pistols. You know, punk, mm-hmm. you know, great greatest punk band of the time. Yeah. Of that genre. Mm-hmm. Hard rock, fucking AC, DC was from Australia. Uh, British, it's Britain. Yeah, <laughs> it's Australia. It's it's, it's, it's the prison Priest. colony. <laughs> Judas Priest, yeah. Rob Halford. The weirdest looking dude in rock. <laughs> <laughs> but have you, did you ever see, like, when he started? 
with yes, the long hair yes, and, and the, and the so blouse weird. and the nice loose blouse looking like a Led Zeppelin cover band. Nah, man, that guy ain't gay. No, <laughs> nah, man, look how hardcore he looks. He looks like a biker wearing leather vest and spikes. He ain't, ain't fag. No, ain't no way. It's like the people who didn't think Liberace was gay. <laughs> he ain't gay. He never did say he was, but he was. <laughs> or like Elton John. Elton John came out there all flamboyant and shit. He's like, oh yeah, fairy. Uh, <laughs> And actually, fun little thing to talk about this as we kind of delved into music. We've discussed this on the realm of movies, but I think this would be a fun little round uh, table discussion, which is uh, we talked about watching King of the Hill when it first aired versus years later when you maybe understand all the adult jokes better or whatnot. And it's like it kind of resonates more. That 70s show, right. your favorite movie, watch as a kid, watch as a teenager, watch as an adult. What bands have you kind of maybe run across that throughout the years you're like nah fuck this fuck this and then maybe finally came around to or maybe vice versa it was a band that you held on to for years and then all of a sudden you one day woke up it's like you know i'm kind of sick and tired of this fucking band the eagles the, <laughs> the eagles. eagles i grew up listening to the eagles and mm -hmm. hotel california life in the fast lane stuff like that and then my dad had recently bought one of their newest albums and I'm like, this is the most pussy fucking rock. Like, it's so <laughs> terrible. It's all like political bullshit. I'm just like, and I'm guessing that was around the same time you're figuring out all your hard rock and heavy metal and everything else. I, my dad grew, got me on heavy metal. Oh, okay. but, but like, but like hard rock, ACDC. He didn't consider ACDC metal. Yeah, even no. though they fucking are. I, I still put them but, as hard rock. Same way I put well, the Razor's Ramones Edge as rock came, and roll. When Razor's Edge is a metal album, <laughs> that, that's an exception. But if we're talking Dirty D's, Back in Black, Razor's Edge, so like yeah. yeah, early days. No, it's rock. But, yeah, no, nah, he. Like we had that that eureka moment, mm -hmm. almost kind of like, "Hey, Dad, did you hear they put Metallica on a classic rock station the other day?" And it was like his favorite radio station. He's like, "Yeah, what the fuck was that?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "They're classic rock. They came out in the '80s. Like they're huge. They lost a Jethro fucking Toll. Like, <laughs> not, but not the Eagles, man. Just yeah. I think for me, um, and I was never into them a lot, but I certainly had phases where I. I check them out mm -hmm. and they don't really do anything for me anymore whatsoever is uh, the doors uh, for yeah. whatever reason i don't know it's just i don't know i share a name with the motherfucker i'm not a big fan of. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for me too um i don't know i think i think it's because of what i've come to know the music scene to be nowadays mm -hmm. and 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 the whole um underground scene and 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 seeing the dollars flow through the big companies, just uh, it's so hard for me to support that. Knowing that when I grew up, you know, um, and I and I I love the crew. I know Alex is not a fan. Um, I've always loved the crew, but I, I can't hardly go back and listen to them now. Yeah, you know. Well, I was um, actually gonna dovetail on yours, and for the exact same reason. So when I was younger, I did my main three was Kiss, Motley Crue, and uh, Ozzy. Those yeah. are my main three I loved, and and the main three. And it's like the more I dug into Ozzy, I liked his backstory. The more I dug into Kiss, I liked their backstory. The more I dug into Motley Crue, and the older I got, understanding their background and all this other bullshit, I'm sitting here going. Fuck these guys. I can't stand these motherfuckers. It's like, yeah. at least with the other two that I really liked, Ozzy and Kiss, it's like they were still in it to win it. They wanted something. It's like with Molly Crew to a point, they just went, let's see how fucking ridiculous we can be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck, we still have to make music at the same time. Yeah. And it's like that to me 
ruined it because then it's like I saw it with that perception I saw it in the music and I'm like no I don't this isn't like I see the uh, mom had on VHS tape uh, the brown paper bag girls 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 uh, tape and it was the one that's got like um, Tommy Lee on the back of a motorcycle with the two topless girls and Vince getting a tattoo at the bar or the shop and you know still doing the interview all that shit and it's like watching that years later on I'm just like that that just didn't appeal to me anymore. I said I didn't get it. I think I think you know our ideas of music change a lot. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like I grew up listening to two different styles of music. My mom would always listen to country. My dad would listen to classic rock. Mm-hmm. Rarely did those two meet. Okay. And I've talked to you about it, Alex. I talked to you about it about how like country music is trying to change now. To where it's actually sounding like fucking country music. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's on an uptick. Yeah, uptick. it's on an uptick, and all these pop fucking country stars are getting knocked down a peg. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you see people like Kentucky, West Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina, the mountains. Yeah, actually, the real places, <laughs> real real fucking country places, uh, where they know what it's like to live hard. Yeah, and they sing about it. That that Merle Haggard style of fucking music, which is awesome because that's that's almost a precursor to rock and roll a little bit. Uh, you know, I sing about drinking. And barely being able to pay my bills. Now it went from that to I have to deal with meth heads on a daily fucking basis. I may have smoked meth. Well, <laughs> and you were saying that, you know, yeah. all this country, you know, it, it's all symbiotic. You know, the, some of the country is precursor to blues and rock and roll. And then, you yeah. know, rock and roll inf- influenced current country with what you're yeah. saying with uh, who uh, to- was it Toby Keith or uh, the one guy's a huge Kiss fan. Uh, what's um, Carl, uh, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, yeah. Garth Brooks is a huge fucking Kiss fan, if yeah, you didn't know that. And, and, and tells him all the time, uses them as, you know, hey, I, I saw, why can't country bands have this kind of stage set up? Why can't country bands put on a big show? I don't think I ever put that together, but he he did Hard Luck Woman, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did, with Gene and Paul. That's right. I, I never he, put you, that The only reason I know that is because he, he did a show that was live on television, and a friend of mine asked me to record it and give it to him. Yeah. Um, he did a live show, and he was talking about growing up. He was from like Minnesota, mm. and uh, growing up listening to George Jones and Merle Haggard. And then when he found his own, he's like, he found this record, this Kiss record. He's like, who the fuck are these guys? And started playing it, and he loved it immediately. And then it became just Waylon or like Merle Haggard and Kiss. <laughs> and he just happened to fall into the country scene. That mm. you know, for for me, um, music Garth was a rock star. I can see that. Um, I don't. I have a hard time, I guess, expressing how I feel in hindsight that so many things, not necessarily were spoon fed to me, but it was just I had no other alternative. Oh yeah, there I were no that, other outlets here. Yeah, I think I think that's, um, a, that's a kind of considered you know, child abuse <laughs> if you don't let them listen to everything. Well, and 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 just the limitations of uh, radio here, the whole nine yards of yeah availability. Um, you know, I recall listening to Def Leppard a ton. Yeah. Not a band I like. Yeah. Um, however, I'll go back to the High and Dry album, the early stuff. Yeah. Before what I listened to, you know, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first two crew albums for me, um, Too Fast for Love and, and, and Shout the Devil were, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the two that I can go back to. It's almost like, you know, things didn't age. But I was always a, a person who who liked those fringe bands. Oh, yeah. Uh, I never, 
you know, I listen to those, you know, the, the core group of bands, you know, even Poison, uh, Whitesnake, all those. But I always loved the uh, the Circus of Power, uh, Junkyard, Love, Hate. Um, you know, I've just got Salty Dog, uh, The Hypnotics. But how I mean, long did was, it wind up even taking you to even find that kind of stuff? It's... It, Probably in the late eight, and, and I think one of the bands that they they came out. I want to say the albums released within a few months of each other. Um, Guns and Roses, um, Appetite for Destruction had just come out, and I think Faster Pussycat came out with their debut. Okay, and I think that started opening my eyes to you know, there's this whole other the the tier bands that aren't quite there, mm-hmm. and that's where I seem to. To latch. Gotcha. Um, um, I wanted the the dirtier, a little more gritty bands. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, for me, mine got started real late because I was not necessarily spoon fi- spoon fed by what was on radio, but mm-hmm. being in a tiny country town where rock and roll was not appreciated at all, the only stuff I had to go on was Mom's catalog, which is where I got the Kiss, Molly Crew, and Ozzy, you know, shit from. And honestly the first band I can remember that I listened to that mom went, eh, you actually like them was the misfits yeah, <laughs> because yeah. she had sent me down the punk rabbit hole with uh, Ramones and sex pistols. And she was like, well, if you want to, you can listen to the misfits. And she showed me a song by the Ramones and she's like, this is pretty similar. And it was a song called I'm not afraid of life by the Ramones off the too tough to die record. Very slow kind of song. And I was like, huh? Okay, well, I see the Misfits logo everywhere. I, I, I guess I'll give it a try. And then I listened to it. It's all, she bought me Earth AD, which was like their fast, like, like thrash punk record. And I'm like, this is nothing like it. Then I figured out Danzig later, and I heard all his slow plot and stuff. I was like, Mom had Danzig and Misfits solo stuff confused. But okay, that's fine. But that sent me down that rabbit hole. She's like, oh, no, he likes horror punk. <laughs> well, and I, I, um, I didn't find punk to an extent until very late in life i mean and, and that was going to be the secondary there. thing i kind of put to the side now because i it's kind of the reverse of you i had that for so long that only maybe in the last six years i would even say have i really been discovering a lot more like swedish bands underground rock bands so really the last six years for me has been that musical yeah. awakening where now i'm kind of going I'm tired of the germs. I'm well, tired of that. You know, I'm tired of the. Blah, 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 blah. I've yeah. played so much of that, and I was ingrained with that so much. It's in my DNA. I can't get rid of it. I'm always going to love it. I'm just tired of it. Well, that's you know, it, it's funny to me too how, how some things tie back. And this, I mean, this is kind of an odd, you know, an odd one. But um, uh, and I don't even remember what year it came out. I don't remember too much about it, but. Buster Poindexter. <laughs> there was just something about hot, hot, hot that I like. Oh yeah, and it's like that's the dude from the New York Dolls. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. And, and at the time, I, I never knew that. Um, the guitar player, one of the guitar players for Junkyard, mm-hmm. um, he was in Dag Nasty. Yeah, um, and uh, I can't remember if it was Minor Threat or another. It was one of the other DC bands, right? And you know, I've I've come to find a lot of those kind of little sub connections, mm-hmm. you know, to the music, and it, it, so it hasn't been an, an 
like an unnatural progression for yeah. me to get back to that. We're hearing so, lust for life on a cruise ship commercial. Blitzkrieg yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, um, Bop on a Pepsi commercial. <laughs> you know, um, Iggy Pops, you know, the, K- K- the K- brick my baby brick. away on KFC. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Iggy Pop's Brick by Brick album. Um, I bought it and I loved it. Yeah. You know, didn't know about Stooges. Exactly. You know, so and then all like, of a sudden you hear the Stooges and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's, music is interesting how it, Absolutely. Can, how it can flow that way. And, and actually, another band we mentioned earlier, Sex Pistols. Uh, as soon as Sex Pistols were done, John Lydon went off and went PIL, Public Image Limited, which was just straight 80s new wave with synths and drum machine. and like, Everybody gets, you know, you know, people get tired of doing mm-hmm. that certain one genre constantly. Yeah. Um, you're talking about finding stuff. Like, I was big into grunge for a long time. Grunge music, yeah, like, I, Nirvana. I would, that was never uh, my Pearl bag. Jam, yeah, uh, because they had, uh, was uh, what's his name? Uh Black Hole Sun. Mm-hmm. That song, yeah, uh, yeah, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. You know these guys were really good at what they did, but where they nail. Half yeah. of them have committed suicide uh, <laughs> because it's sad fucking music. And that's the reason. I and didn't Dave like Grohl it. has created a, a rock sh- a rock band. He yeah. went from playing drums for Nirvana. Mm-hmm. To Foo Fighters, yeah, yeah, and you, you know, I've heard, you know, you, I know you don't, not a big fan of the Foo Fighters, but I think it, Dave Grohl is good for the music industry. He is fantastic for the music industry. I think, and, I think he sheds a lot of light on bands that need it, that need it, and don't get it. And honestly, I like Foo Fighters better than Nirvana. Okay, yeah, I can see that uh, because just the whole exactly what you're saying uh, is that '90s grunge music was so depressing, and and we we've, we've been doing a big media blast for the new record right now, and you know mm-hmm. people are, and one of the questions they asked was, uh, "What do you want your music to convey?" And I want necessarily to convey happiness. Yeah. I want to necessarily a convey, you know, exactly just a good time. Yeah. Because it's like I don't want to create happy music that creates a certain vibe that I'm not necessarily like looking about. for. But it's like I want it to be a good time. I want it to be music you can put in your car, step on the gas, and you know just have a good time. I think with. I think that's you know my music tastes are kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. like a Jackson Pollock painting. A <laughs> <laughs> little uh, bit of this, a little bit of this. And you've heard my playlist. Oh, dude. Heard, I've had Alan Jackson beside Metallica. Yeah. I had Dolly Parton beside fucking Billy's, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have uh, Megadeth next to Billy Strings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mountain Mountain Hillbilly Banjo next. Holy Wars. Next to Slayer. Next, yeah, yeah, Slayer right next to Dolly. I would love to watch. Tell me you wouldn't go to that fucking show. Oh, I'd fucking go. I'm Slayer open up for Dolly Parton I'm here in Nashville. I'm not even like the biggest fan of either of those, but I would fucking go to that show that, that, and have a great time. <laughs> people like her, you know. Oh, she's uh, she's a great songwriter. Well, not just that, but like people who do good for the music industry. Yes. Period. You know, she's, Dolly Parton. She's Foo done Fighters. good for just the industry and period. Because even with Dollywood stuff, like I think shortly, well, she, after, you know, she was the first one to take country pop. Really. First one, Jolene, mm-hmm. is the first country pop song. <laughs> well, I was going to say, a lot of the stuff that she was doing, even with uh, Dollywood, there was a lot, there was like a fire, like some big fires that affected her part of Tennessee yes. a few years ago. And she like pulled together a ton of funds from Dollywood and donated like yeah. millions of dollars to people she, uh, that needed it. She does a book program mm-hmm. that my nieces use. Really? They get a book a month mm-hmm. from the Dolly. Parton mm-hmm. Reading Foundation. Yeah, uh, her hometown. She sponsors anyone who graduates high school for college. 
um, she dresses herself down a little bit mm-hmm. that you can't really notice her, and she'll walk around Dollywood just to see how everything's yeah. going. And uh, I think I've told you this story that she played at uh, Glastonbury. I don't think you told me about you've ever this. heard about Glastonbury. You've heard about Glastonbury, the show. Yes, you, you know what Glastonbury is. It's a giant show in Europe. It's a, fest, a music festival. Yeah, huge, right. massive, and it's all types of music almost. Well, Metallica was there one year, mm-hmm. and you can look up the video. Well, Dolly Parton shows up not as a performer. She just showed the fuck up. <laughs> this five foot tall woman from Tennessee with big tits just showed up. Is like, hey, let's let's see what this is about. See what the new music is. You know. Yeah. And they invited her on stage. Not Metallic, but another band invited her on stage. Yeah. And, like, people were losing their shit. People <laughs> from all over Europe and America, mm-hmm. uh, like, just losing their shit. Like, oh, my God, that's Dolly fucking Parton. You Do- know? Dolly pulls out the closet fans when she tours. Yeah, because, because, because even Kevin Smith, he was talking about that a few years ago when she was doing some big tour. He goes, it was doing a show at Hollywood Babylon with Ralph yeah. Garman. And they usually, they usually do a little warm-up by talking about what happened to them that week. And he was like, man, I took my mom to see Dolly Parton. And you got, like, a huge applause from the audience. He goes, dude, he goes, I have always loved Dolly. He goes, I may not wear it on my sleeve, man. He goes, but every song I was welling up with tears singing yeah. along. Uh, <laughs> She uh, well, she starts performing. They give her a saxophone. She knows how to play saxophone. Shit, I didn't even know that. She, she, she's a country girl, man. She knows how to play every instrument. I think it's guitar and vocal. No, nah, man. She, she's like uh, piano. Probably. She's like what's his name from uh, what is it? Not Coldplay. Uh, Beck. He's like oh. she's like that guy Beck who plays every <laughs> instrument really well. And uh, well, she got on stage. Loser. Yeah, she got <laughs> she got on stage, started playing saxophone, and she's like, "Hey guys, you want to see me play it backwards?" And they're like. What? what and she turned her back on the audience and started playing uh. <laughs> and they're like oh my god that's hilarious she's like the she's fred, got jokes she's the fred rogers of music <laughs> but like metallica had started we're told like hey like halfway through their set one of their mm-hmm. guys came up to him was like switching out guitars or something yeah i was like hey man dolly parton's on the other stage like a few a few places down he's like what and uh, what's his name um not the not the drummer James Hetfield. Yeah. He's like, we're going to cut this set in half. They cut their set in half, and James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich stopped what they were doing, let their band break it down, let their guys break down, Brody's break down stuff, and they're going to come back later that night and finish the set. But they went to see Dolly Parton play. Wow. <laughs> because crazy. when Dolly Parton plays, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you listen. You listen. <laughs> yeah, it was like I heard. I had heard a story about uh, Aretha Franklin mm-hmm. when she got when she was at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame during yeah. the inductee ceremony, and I had heard a story about there was like an after party or something like that, like a dinner or something like that. Yeah, it was filled with you know people like ACDC, you know Jimmy Page, Plant. Um, All the bigs at the time. Well, not, not just that, but a, it was like a cadre of music, yeah, of different genres of rock. Like, mm-hmm. I think a guy from the Sex Pistols was like probably Danzig was there. Yeah, you know, it was just a bunch of guys mm-hmm. who were just there, and she told the whole crowd to be quiet, didn't use a microphone, just used her voice, so she could say the Lord's Prayer for everyone, and everybody bowed their fucking head <laughs> because Aretha Franklin, the Godmother of Soul. Fucking told everyone to shut the fuck up. I'm praying to Jesus. Like when Aretha tells you to shut the fuck, fuck up, up. Yeah. shut the fuck up. You, you give respect. You yes. know, and I think that's hilarious. I can just R-E-S-P-C-T. imagine. S P C T. Yeah, I can just imagine Angus Young like tapping Malcolm, like shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Or dancing, killing, like, shut 
Shut your small you ass. Pay, up. You give that woman respect. <laughs> she she's gonna say the prayer for everyone. Doesn't matter if you believe or not. You you wanna shut the hell up. <laughs> On that note, what would be the one? Uh, kind of round this out. What would be the one musician that if you were to walk in, you'd just be like. Y'all shut the fuck up, so-and-so's here. Like, current tour, and that could... You would actually possibly see that you would actually stop and be like, oh, fuck, so-and-so's here. Oh, man, I don't know. Because I know that's difficult, because a lot of us not necessarily aren't jaded, but it's like we, we've been around so many musicians yeah. and musician type that but we're kind of used one I would, to like, respect so much. That's still touring? Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. Um, and while you're thinking, do you have one, Brad? That's still touring? Or, or, or that... You could at least like if you were at the bar and they yeah, showed I saw up. Them. Yeah, they don't necessarily have to be touring, but I'm still pretty sure alive. if I saw Jimmy Page, I'd be like, <laughs> "Holy shit, is that fucking Jimmy Page?" <laughs> you know, like you know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, that, 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 that puts you all throw you off a loop just a little bit. Like if I was in downtown Charlotte, you know, running into Jimmy fucking Page. Yeah, like, hey, you tiny little man, how's it going? <laughs> I love your work. <laughs> You're great. If Roy Clark was still alive. I'd be like. Holy shit, that's Roy Clark. <laughs> I have to summon him from hell. <laughs> I, I can't think of many, but the main two I did was Ace Frehley and Slash. When both of them were in the room, I was like, that, all right, they're here. Cool. They're like, they're here. That that kind of thing. is like you, you were just a little bit more in attendance at yeah. that point. Probably but, Lemmy for me. Lemmy. Yeah. R.I.P., man. Got to talk to him one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could also see that being a rather imposing figure if he yeah, came cause in he's the a, room. He was a pretty big guy, too. He's t- height wise. Mm-hmm. It's like I wouldn't be worried about pissing him off, but I'd no. be worried about bugging him. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a bunch. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, let, let, let me's a good Joey one. Joey Ramon. I mean, oh, God, yeah. yeah. Brian Johnson from ACDC. Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. Just being like, yeah, yeah, I still like, I like singing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you about my golf collection? <laughs> like, he, like some weird like aspect of people that you don't realize have. Well, see, if we're, if we're going with, like, all time, I'd say Johnny Ramone for me. Yeah. Uh, John, Johnny would be the one that I'd actually like to sit down, have a conversation with, and talk about everything but the Ramones. Yeah. Because he was so much Ramones-centric that I know that he liked some baseball and was a fan of Elvis and kind of liked the glitter scene of the 70s, but hated it just enough to rebel against it. Yeah. So it's like I kind of wanted just to go and talk with, if I could have been able to talk with him about music and the shit that he liked and hear just some of the real shit. Right. You know, it's like, just, I, don't, I wouldn't even, it's like Ramones might get brought up just so I could hear like some road shit, but it's like I wouldn't want to know the, hey, when y'all were recording yada yada, what amp did I give a fuck about that i'd want to just talk to the man i think it'd be neat to meet oh boy from my chemical romance just be like dude i love your show (laughs) (laughs) fuck your music (laughs) fuck that you should have just stuck to comic books and tv shows umbrella academy rules dude your music is (laughs) it poisoned my fucking high school experience because everybody was playing your bullshit but damn dude i should have just started comics first (laughs) it's great (laughs) but not fuck that (laughs) I could do the same to like uh, the Dixie Chicks. I'd be like, that, that'd be cool to see. But like, I loved you in King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> your music sucks. I'm not a fan of your music, but damn it. Oh, you talk about another band that's not loved anymore. Dixie Chicks. Because of 9 11. Yeah, I know. <laughs> One little move. Now look at all the other fucking bands and all the oh, other dude, shit it, going And that's on. what I hate about music sometimes. And, and it's not just music, actors, mm-hmm. television, movies. They could say one thing, say their opinion on something, and everyone just shut them the fuck down. That shut down uh, culture. Yep. That cancel culture. Shut up. That shut cancel up. that cancel culture. Like I just saw a thing an article. Don't t- say that. I saw I saw I saw an article today about people wanting to get 
keep Robert Downey Jr. out of the movie thing because of his blackface in Tropic Thunder. Which is an actual joke about blackface. Yeah, right. it's, a, it's it's it was supposed to desensitize that whole bullshit. Like, yes, this is stupid because it, that whole movie was about things you can't do. Exactly. Like Ben Stiller, you can't go full retard. Yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> not Tom whole, Hanks. It's like and the same thing. People talking about oh, you can't make Blazing Saddles today. Yeah, you fucking could because even Blazing Saddles at the time was poking fun at the racist southwestern yeah. movies that were out. It's like right. no, just because some of the jokes may de- hurt your delicate sensibility. If you actually paid attention to the joke and not strictly the word, yeah, it's actually pretty fucking smart and really relevant today. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love um, the inside jokes that are in Mel Brooks movies. Like uh, you'd have to be like a Star Trek fan to, I guess, get it. But uh, they were making fun of space. Spaceballs makes fun of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, there's that scene where we ain't found shit. Mm. That dude's in Star Trek. Really? That dude is this main, like a mainstay Star Trek character, and it's hilarious that he's in it because they ask him like it, during like blooper reels and stuff of like Star Trek. He's like, uh, Captain, what do you, uh, what do we have? And he'll be like, We ain't found shit. <laughs> and like, oh my god, that's hilarious if they said that in Star Trek, the very most uptight group of space travelers. I ain't found shit. I ain't found <laughs> because that you know that like space force is here, <laughs> and you know that's going to be like the most hodgepodge group of guys going oh, into space God, like yes. hey man i think i saw that rock move moon's haunted yep come on brooklyn let's light this place up <laughs> and just like kicking up a bunch of dust on the moon <laughs> it's so weird grab your ak moon's haunted. have you seen their logo it oh, looks yeah. like the, it looks like the star trek logo it does it's hilarious yeah. make an awesome t-shirt hell yeah <laughs> and we could put card on there on the back or mon calabari on the side just <laughs> fucking flexing that's one thing i like big kid and love to talk about like uh Mon Calamari from Rogue One mm-hmm. and Admiral Akbar talking yeah. about how they're, they're the toughest of the rebel and the alliance infantry. Oh yeah, dude. What, what did you say? Oh, are you man? Rogue One's fucked. They gave, we got the information. We need to dip. <laughs> That's a suicide squad down there. We're, we got to go. No. And like, boom, they're gone. Admiral Akbar, I'm killing rebels. I'm killing fucking empire left and fucking right. And like, we had saw a patch online. It was like a sticker patch, but mm-hmm. it was like Mon Calamari <laughs> doing this. And, and it's like, First in, last to leave, and it's like that's true. Yeah. Holy shit! This is the first ones in, the last to leave. They're like they're like Vietnam corporals, like or uh, captains in Vietnam, just, you know, dropping off the helicopter first and getting on the mm-hmm. helicopter last, just kicking ass and taking names. And I don't know if you've heard my theory about why the Empire is the good guys, but <laughs> we save that for another one. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are the good guys. They stop space labor. I can see that. But so. actually, on that note, we've been rolling for a good little bit here. I think it's about time for us to dig on into our Spotify playlists and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. Oh, God. <laughs> what you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. Well, I'll let y'all go first because mine is a splattering. Splattering. Mine shit is like you. Like you. Mm-hmm. I will say this. You know, you guys were talking about you know stuff you don't listen to anymore and stuff yeah. like that. You know, this. You guys might not like to hear this, but I'm not a huge fan of punk music. That's I, fine. I am not. I what? love rock music. I know, I know. Brad's like, "Go oh, fuck yourself." <laughs> yeah, you welcome back. Fuck, here fuck no your mom. dinners and breakfast and lunches. I don't fuck. <laughs> I don't want no fan of you in my house. It's just like, but like the Stooges was mm-hmm. the first punk rock band I had ever heard. Right, not my taste. Yeah, 
I grew up a little bit, you know, and you know, you I, I grew up to like in metal, fast thrash metal, mm-hmm. and the genres of metal in yeah. that, everything except for that weird like industrial bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's still I was a big Megadeth fan. Um, it wasn't until like later in high school that I was showing bands like Wednesday Thirteen or uh, the Ramones. Mm. Like I knew who the Ramones were because right. I, I had that movie Rock and Roll High School. Oh yeah, I didn't like the movie because. That chick from Carrie's in it. I love her. That you shit tell bitch. You <laughs> shut your whole mouth. Watch I love Carrie. Her. Watch Carrie and tell me you love I her. I have seen Carrie. I choose to she ignore that. She gets lit that. on fire. I don't <laughs> care. PJ Souls is a She's national a treasure, cunt. and I will take nothing from you. <laughs> PJ Souls is an ass. But, uh, well, if you could pick one album that you've been really digging into lately, what would it be? Um, well, other than y'all's, mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, we're not talking about ours. I know. I, know. I, do, I, do, I really do enjoy it. It's gotta be Prowse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Um, I, like a new, a new album. Is that long shot album, man? I've been blasting yeah. it for three days now since you told me about it. Like, nah, I keep, I, the problem is like every time I come up here, and we've talked about this before, you know, yeah. just a second ago. I come up here to see one band. Mm-hmm. I see two more. Yep. And the one thing I do, which I think makes people come think I'm an asshole, but I don't listen to other people's music before I come to see the show. Cause I want to be surprised. Yeah, I want to, like right. fast, like fast Eddie. Mm-hmm. I listened to fast Eddie for the first time on your porch yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to come up for a show. Right. But I missed, I had to miss it. But you know, fast Eddie, uh, some of the other bands like seven Dr. Boogie. Yeah. Seven year, Witch, never listened to them. Came yeah. up for a show. Yep. Had a great time. Mm hmm. Motherfucker could move. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was a show. Like, I um, like Superjet, y'all had just formed. I came yeah. up for that. Um, but you didn't. But we'd even told you the songs we were playing, and you no. still didn't want to check them out because no. you're like, like, I want to see what y'all do. But like, um, you like betrayed by the bullet too, didn't you? Yes, I met those guys. That first show I came up here, mm-hmm. uh, me and a couple of those guys from that band helped yeah. your wife grab a bunch of ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like a good bunch of guys. Oh yeah. Um, what is it, Rat Tail? Yeah, yeah. I fucking love those guys. <laughs> yeah. Just because of that like, horror aspect. Mm. Like, I really like that movie they made. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I think they're working on um, new stuff right now, too. Mm. Um, and they, they, it's it's so cool how they reinvent themselves. And, yeah. And yeah. come up with all these different, you know, I think they were doing uh, the Dads of Summer here a little while back. Uh, they've got a real good social media presence. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they do some like, really I, cool stuff. You know, <laughs> You guys had knew you knew a lot of the underground scene. I did not. Yeah, I I got into this whole thing mm-hmm. about going to shows because someone paid me money <laughs> to take their drunk asses from point A to point B. <laughs> okay, and I happened to stay. Yeah, fucking Scott had offered me to drive mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, I couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't like quit my job. But you know, Osborne, you know, Osborne yeah, yeah. Swarm and stuff like that. But. If I could have, I would have. Mm-hmm. I would love to see like bands from all over the country. Yeah, see right. what see what their sound was. And lucky, for, you know, great on you for getting people from all the way from L.A. to come all the way the fuck out here. Yeah, which is awesome. It's a, it's rarity you see somebody from the West come out to the East. Oh yeah, especially. But the East going to the West is more common. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Boogie. Yeah. Um, Holy Souls. You know, it's just it's, I could name off every band on the basement. <laughs> but uh, but. Then on that note, Brad, what the hell have you been listening to? So we'll finally get some norm music to listen to here. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll hit the uh, the norm uh-huh. just real quick. I mean, I've been listening. You guys have been listening to New Wildlife. I think mm-hmm. everybody's been listening to that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fast Eddie's always in rotation. Um, probably the the couple of the ones I've been listening to. Well, 
Criminal Kids is also always in range. Oh, yeah. They're really um, good. I've been listening to uh, uh, Killer Hearts a Oh, lot. yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Indonesian Junk is another band that I've been listening to. I saw them in Baltimore with the Ravagers. Tell that to Alexa. Really liked them. <laughs> yeah, try to tell Alexa. Alexia. <laughs> Alexia. I can't even fucking say it now. <laughs> no wonder she doesn't listen to you. <laughs> we don't understand you, Brad. I'm sorry. I can't do that for you. <laughs> no wonder she plays balls of the wall every time I ask her. To turn the light on. <laughs> Except it should be in everyone's playlist. <laughs> it's in Cooper's, I know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and uh, one I can't get out of my playlist is Jossie. I mean, that. That it's has been a fantastic. solid record. Or as Cap would say, Gayasi. Gayasi. It's gay. Yeah. Rearrange the, 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 the letters. The letters. letters. It's, it's gay. But yeah, I couldn't pronounce his name either for a long time until yeah. I heard him say it. Jossi. <laughs> um, it's that's, fantastic. That's, I will say that's one of the few albums I yeah. will listen to from front to back mm-hmm. and yeah. enjoy every fucking song. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did not expect that. Like That's very few. Uh, Wildlife had one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that has uh, Cowboys and Sus on it. Yeah, that yeah. album. Um, but there is a that is a rarity for me. Have like, you heard the new Wildlife record yet? I uh, have front not. To back? I have oh, not. We have put down but, the red back. It's good. But uh, it is a rarity. You know, you know, you guys know that too. To listen to a whole album and enjoy the whole thing, and uh, like that long shot that was from beginning to end. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, like machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even though that's just a little four five Imperial, song EP. Yeah, but. Imperial State Electric. Mm-hmm. You know, you turn. I will say. You have turned me on to a lot of other music Sweet. that I have never would, would have never listened to. I'm appreciative because of that. I would have been like, "That looks fucking weird." <laughs> <laughs> like Church of the Cosmic Skull. Oh, great! Shout out to Tony for just making <laughs> one post on Facebook of a cult playing music, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, this is the soundtrack I could use to make Midsummer look like a comedy." <laughs> yeah. Oh my, I love it. And um, you know, we had talked about you know the Spotify holes right. you go into it's mm-hmm. like oh i like the feelings that means i like wildlife I mean, it's like the chiefs yep. the criminal kids you know you just keep going down this hole and then one time i got into the hole i was sitting sitting at the island and in your kitchen and i was like what the fuck is lucifer <laughs> yep this yeah. really hot blonde lady just belting it out like she's in heart <laughs> but, but like a black sabbath feel to it you know i was like that's what it is heart yeah. and black sabbath mixed together and then that's why i was able to connect further dots with you being like oh imperial state electric yeah. that's got nick anderson yeah. which is in fucking lucifer yeah but they're looting i used logo. to listen yeah. to it back when it was entombed Ooh, oh look wow. at you fucking hipster have, over here i have the cds downstairs oh, oh look at you oh mr well. fancy pants music curator over here well i'm sorry i, got I don't have a venue floor. at my motherfucking <laughs> house <laughs> it played country i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah and for me man I, I have to throw a shout out to billy joe um he's yeah. been doing those no fun mondays and i've been really listening to those a lot more recently i've kind of dug through all the main records that i've been wanting to listen to but he's been doing shit like manic monday i yeah. uh, just recently did blondie's dreaming um uh, I think we're alone now. Bunch of just fucking cool. Did he put that 70s. on Spotify or did he just post it? Uh, he's got two of them out of the Blondie one. And I think we're alone now. Those two okay. are on Spotify. But yeah, just awesome little seventies and eighties pop covers that they're kind of making like pop rock versions, almost like I me. Mean, no disrespect or you know not coattailing on anyone, but like almost if Tuck were to make these songs rock and roll right. songs, it's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. And it also shines a better light on that new record. Everyone was giving shit about. It's like, listen to this stuff, then go back and listen to their new record. And I think you might understand it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I do have, um, I just got it, uh, this, 
I think this past week mm-hmm. uh, recently, and we can go check it out together. Um, I got uh, the evictions and mystery actions. Um, did a two songs a piece uh, on vinyl. Excellent. And I've got it, and I haven't checked it out yet. Well, I think we'll um, have to go run downstairs and spin that here in a little bit. And I pre-ordered the new Cheats album this week. That's oh, coming out yes. late July. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. That new video came out. We had that chat with Devin. Got a little special yeah. preview on that episode. And now the record's out for pre-order. So if you're hearing this by now, you should. if you like us, that means you'll definitely like the Cheats. So you need yeah, to go exactly, check them out. Exactly. And so, don't forget to sign up to our damn Patreon. Go to it's Patreon. a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking dollar. I, got, I've, I subscribed somebody it was five okay <laughs> jesus i subscribed that i know the guy real yeah. well and they got, and they got the episodes free. <laughs> but you know talk about talk about you know just going back to someone like me yeah who doesn't play music who mm-hmm. doesn't know all these other bands you know that's why I, I really like coming here and venues period like uh you know i grew up you know if you listen to something or if you go somewhere and you like it Give them money. Yeah. That's what it's for. Okay? And if, you know, you support them. Like, every band I have seen here, I have bought something from or have talked to them to a point where, okay, now I know what you guys are about. Yeah. And, you know, this this place here that you got is, I think, the best venue I have been to. And that's what I want to be. I mean, yeah. that's I don't want to be any anything more. Yeah. I don't want to book Motley Crue to play here. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting paid. Yeah, yeah. They get, they're getting you know, their money. I want... I want everybody to quit paying Motley Crue yeah. and start divvying those dollars up among the bands I got here. The openers. And yeah. The, <laughs> I mean, and, and honestly, with that, the, co- the whole COVID my, stuff going around, that might be that turn. And that, you know, that's, That'd be great. Uh, that for me is what it's all about. You know? Absolutely. Um, and that's why we keep coming back here. Those guys have made their dollars. I think if Spotify... It went up their nose wherever it went. Um, <laughs> good on them. Too bad, so They're sad. Good. <laughs> you know, I think, um, I think if Spotify did what you did, I think a lot of more people would be getting paid. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm um, paying Joe Rogan now. Hey, Spotify sponsor us. Oh yeah, he's got he's got he's got a, he's got a oh, push yeah. baby contract. <laughs> the, fir- the first artist to be properly paid on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, he's got like his own podcast. He's got three yeah. other podcasts he does, kind of yeah. like Kevin Smith. You know. Yeah, no shit. Um, but not coming here, man. I gotta say, I think I found more artists that i like that i grew up with like same here that's, man that's like hell cap you know with kelsey bringing her up here you know it's a it's a full right turn from punk rock music but it was a you know it was a fun show yeah i mean kelsey ryan you can check that out if you kelsey's can. the only country artist we have had here and you know she went over is, well she is welcome back i mean that's uh we love kelsey i mean that, oh, was, yeah. that was great i did see a band here um, i didn't like the felons a bunch of two but two trick ponies i don't like that shit at all <laughs> what about that mama tequila i mean that guy Man, he, the mountains sing when mama tequila's in town holy hell i had a dream i killed one of their members it was insane i was making fried chicken and i choked him to death. well this has been a fan fucking tastic episode a dollar Brad, thank you so much for being here good sir and running such an amazing venue and having an amazing family thank you for doing this this patreon thank you for doing all these shows it's it's Oh, it, awesome. oh, trust me, man. This will be a mainstay episode. Everyone got to hear this one. And Chris, of course, thank you for being the third couch potato, Every the third time. anchor to this, really pushing this shit through. And you have the honor now. Morrison, do you have a damn outro for us? No. No, no I'm not a creative person. What's for dinner, I, Chris? We're having chicken park. We're having, uh, if you want to, we can record it. Uh, uh, cooking at the rim. It's going to be a lightly flayed. Hey, uh, as long as it turns out delicious. delicious. <laughs>
the lift. <laughs> Amy! <laughs> gotcha! <laughs> gotcha! Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.